0: This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. There's something for everyone. Or get your very own my pillow bed sheets for as low as twenty four ninety eight. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last.
1: And now, Lindell TV brings you the Stone Zone with legendary Republican strategist and political icon and pundit Roger Stone. Welcome. I'm
2: Roger Stone. And yes, you are back in the Stone Zone. Dr. Henry Kissinger, former Secretary of State, former National Security Advisor to President Richard Nixon, died yesterday at 100 years old. The public reaction is interesting. Uh, Kissinger, of course, is hated by the hard left. Uh, mostly over the excesses in the bombing of Cambodia uh, and the long, drawn-out negotiations over ending the Vietnam War. Uh, But he is also deeply distrusted on the America right uh, because post-Nixon, it became very clear that he was an errand boy for the uh, New World Order, for the globalists. uh, He has direct ties to the World Economic Forum uh, run by Klaus Schwab. Uh, And uh, as we will detail in today's show, Kissinger was a brilliant, temperamental, uh, duplicitous, uh, power hungry uh, maniac who was a skilled diplomatic infighter uh, and who had an enormous amount of power and influence uh, in the uh, years that he uh, from the the years that he served uh, under Nixon uh, until his death. To help break this down, uh, I'm going to bring in one of my favorite co-hosts, Editor-in-Chief Troy Smith uh, of Rare.us joins me on The Stone Zone now.
1: Roger, uh, especially with our last episode, what we were able to go through, uh, talking about LBJ and the Kennedy assassination, uh, going through the Kissinger stuff today is going to be so important. It's going to tie everything together. And it's an honor to be here with you on this day. Uh,
2: That, I think, uh, the last show that you referred to right here at the Stone Zone, I think is our largest show of all time in terms of viewership. Folks, if you're not watching, you can go to rumble.com slash Roger Stone. Rumble.com slash uh, to subscribe uh, to uh, us, or you can watch us at frankspeech.com and Lindell TV1. We're also up at X. I have a new and even greater appreciation for Elon Musk today as he faces down uh, the woke global corporations uh, who are just doing the bidding of the deep state in an attempt to destroy him financially. Uh, not to mention, of course, uh, destroy his uh, uh, outlet, which has become a major purveyor of truth uh, in this country. So just ignore that. Hold on one second. We'll turn that off. Okay, good. Can't be interrupted. So uh, Dr. Henry Kissinger, uh, let's start with you, Troy, because um, I'm more interested to begin with before I start laying out some truth bombs. What is, what's your impression of Dr. Kissinger based on his public image?
1: Well, you gotta remember, Roger, I was only born in 2000, so I don't, uh, I was not, you know, I was not really paying attention to politics at the time of Henry Kissinger, and my parents were really like small children during the Nixon years. So uh, we're talking about someone that was around a lot, you know, way, way, way before my time. Um, But I think it's a good gauge to look at now. I always look for who's supporting what, you know, who's coming out and saying, "Oh, Henry Kissinger was a hero." Um, And I think if you look at who's really saying that nowadays, I think it's pretty obvious that this guy was up to no good. I mean, you look at uh, his his ties with LBJ, and we talk so much about LBJ, uh, whether it be through the Kennedy stuff or the Great Society, all these things. You look at Kissinger and you look at his ties to LBJ, you look at his ties to Gerald Ford. um, I kind of look at it at it from that perspective. But I also look at it from the perspective of we have had a government for so many years, Roger, that's been pushing foreign wars, that's been kind of moving the attention away from the U.S. homeland and towards the exterior. And to me, it looks like Kissinger was kind of a proponent proponent of that kind of ideology that's become more prominent over the years here.
2: Yeah, we just sh- showed you a picture of Dr. Henry Kissinger and President Lyndon Baines Johnson. This is little known, but Kissinger was a paid consultant to the Johnson State Department and was a major proponent uh, for the extraordinarily expensive uh, escalation uh, of the Vietnam War. Uh, the, then, of course, he would ultimately get a Nobel Peace Prize for his long, drawn-out efforts to end the Vietnam War. Uh, I would submit to you that there was already early evidence uh, by the end of uh, Johnson's term uh, in 1967 that the uh, Vietnam War was a quagmire. It was a disaster. Nonetheless, Kissinger was among those uh, urging uh, Johnson to go in deeper. Uh, at the time of the murder of John F. Kennedy, only 100 Americans had died uh, in Vietnam. That number, I think, uh, reaches, uh, I'd have to go back and look, but I think it's 82,000. Uh, it, it, is, it is Kissinger's first uh, disaster. Uh, now, Kissinger first emerges as, as a foreign policy advisor to New York Governor Nelson Rockefeller. Uh, when Rockefeller's campaign for president in, in 1968 uh, kind of flares out early, uh, Rockefeller said initially that he was not running. Then he uh, supported uh, George Romney, Mitt Romney's father, uh, the governor of uh, Michigan. Uh, When Mitt Romney was decimated uh, in the uh, early primaries by a resurgent comeback by Richard Nixon, Rockefeller then jumped back in the race at a time that it was really too late. Uh, Governor Ronald Reagan uh, was also angling for the 1968 nomination, doing so in a far more sub-rosa way, taking the position that he was a favorite son candidate from California, but behind the scenes, maneuvering uh, uh, desperately uh, with Rockefeller to stop the comeback uh, of Nixon. In any event, Kissinger, uh, after his patron flamed, uh, f- uh, flames out in that race, begins sending uh, what were described as brilliant foreign policy memos to candidate Richard Nixon, who was most impressed uh, with the content. It was only after Nixon had hired Kissinger, who did not uh, was not involved in the 1968 campaign, uh, was hired subsequently to join the White House staff, that Nixon learned that Kissinger had been sending the exact same memos to uh, Nixon's uh, opponent, uh, Democrat Vice President Hubert Humphrey. Uh, there is uh, an extraordinary example of the duplicity of Dr. Henry Kissinger. Uh, President Nixon told me directly when I asked him why he didn't destroy the tapes, he said that he kept the tapes as his protection against Henry Kissinger taking uh, credit for uh, his foreign policy achievements, meaning Nixon's foreign policy achievements uh, after Nixon's death. Uh, those tapes, of course, would end up doing him in. But now at least you understand what his rationale was uh, in saving them. When I posted that on X, uh, somebody said to me, what foreign policy accomplishments? Well, first of all, he reached a strategic arms limitation agreement with the Soviets. He ended the war uh, in Vietnam. Uh, He also, by the way, ended the 18 year old uh, draft or he ended up the the military draft. Uh, The opening to China, which is uh, very controversial today, should not be. Uh, It's important to note that at the time that Nixon and Kissinger uh, recognized China, brought them in out of the cold, uh, China was a dirt poor, backward, agrarian society. They had no computers. They actually had more ox in the country than they did cars, Uh, and he very skillfully played them off against the Russians, uh, with whom they had great distrust. They have a long border. So just because both of them uh, were at that time communists uh, does not mean that they were true allies. Uh, There was no way for Nixon uh, or Kissinger, for that matter, uh, to know uh, that 30 years later, uh, George Bush uh, and Bill Clinton would extend most favored nation trading status uh, to the communist Chinese, or that in an act of treachery uh, Bill Clinton would actually sell the Chinese through a company called Laurel, uh, our top secret missile targeting technology. Uh, it is those two things that made China uh, the, the antagonist and the danger that it is today. Uh, but so those who say, oh, Nixon... Uh, recognize China, and therefore he's responsible for the threat that China is today. Now, I did some research between yesterday and today. Kissinger played a major role in convincing uh, both uh, Bush and Clinton to extend the most favored nation trading status to the Chinese that made them the economic powerhouse and therefore the military powerhouse that they are today.
1: you know, one of, you know the, uh, one of the things we get to do here is, you know, look at past information. And one, one of the things I would recommend to all of your audience that you recommended to me was a book called RN, the, the memoirs of Richard Nixon. And in that, he talks a lot about Kissinger, and he talks about the secrecy, and he talks about this agenda that Kissinger always seemed to have, but always kept close to his vest. And even though these two worked very close, you know, side by side, he talks about him quite a bit in the book, um, what you find is that he always had this suspicion, and it goes along with what you're saying. And I'll also add there that at the time, you know, Nixon hammers that in his memoirs. He talks about the fact that China uh, and, uh, or Russia and the United States were both kind of making a play for China, and it was a major victory for the United States to be the one that opened up China to the world, not having the USSR, you know, you know, Russia now do that. I mean, it's it's a huge, huge thing that we opened up China to the world. And of course, looking at that through the lens of day, we say, oh, well, China's come out of, you know, become so out of control. But the truth is that, you know, at the time, that was a major part of why we won the Cold War, I think, in the end.
2: One of the things that shocks me is the way uh, Richard Nixon's uh, reputation is essentially destroyed by Watergate. But Henry Kissinger, who is more responsible uh, for uh, the mentality and the atmosphere that causes Watergate, walks away scot-free. Uh, when the Pentagon Papers, uh, which were classified documents uh, that, uh, that laid out how we got into Vietnam uh, and the various mistakes that were made there, were leaked uh, to the New York Times uh, and published, Uh, the leak came from a former Kissinger associate uh, and national security staff member named Daniel Ellsberg. Nixon was initially unconcerned. The Pentagon Papers did not regard any any uh, mistakes made by the Nixon administration. What they did do was detail uh, the mistakes made both by Presidents John F. Kennedy uh, and more precisely by President Lyndon Johnson Uh, in getting us deeper into Vietnam. It was Kissinger uh, who went out of his mind. Uh, It was Kissinger who said to Nixon, this can be heard in the tapes, uh, that no president will be able to conduct foreign policy, uh, that no foreign leader will be willing to talk to an American president because of the danger of leaks. Uh, It was Kissinger who convinced Nixon to illegally wiretap uh, members of the White House staff members of the uh, national security staff, uh, and actual reporters. The only other time in our history know that reporters uh, were actually illegally wiretapped by uh, the federal government was when, uh, well, when Barack Obama wiretapped uh, and surveilled James Rosen, uh, then of Fox News. Uh, It is also um, uh, Kissinger uh, and that mentality that drives the uh, illegal break-in Uh, at the psychiatrist's office uh, for Dr. Ellsberg seeking dirt on Ellsberg because as Kissinger can be heard saying uh, in the White House tapes, Ellsberg must be discredited. He must be destroyed. The man is a pervert, Mr. President. So uh, again, the idea that Henry Kissinger just walks away from the flaming wreck of Watergate unscathed uh, is really
1: quite extraordinary. I think so, Roger. And I think it's uh, it's pretty telling. Um, and, and, and I think if you look at the agendas that Kissinger's agenda kind of served over the years, the larger agendas, you know, you look at uh, things that have served the, the Obamas, the Bushes, the Clintons, these people, you know, and I think uh, you're coming at this from a really unique perspective, because unlike so many people, you actually knew Richard Nixon, you had the opportunity to talk with him about some of these things. And, you know, I was I, coming into the show, I was like, well, you know, this is a historic thing. We're talking about Dr. Henry Kissinger, Roger, who's obviously, you know, close to Nixon. You know, when you were speaking to Nixon, you know, all those years, I mean, did Kissinger come up a lot? Was he somebody that was on Nixon's mind quite a bit as to why? Because I would assume that in his later years, he probably sat and, and thought about that a lot. I was wondering, you know, did he bring up Kissinger a lot? Was that like a topic that he didn't discuss a lot? What what was the deal with that?
2: Uh, I think that uh, Nixon appreciated, uh, uh, Kissinger's skills as a negotiator, Uh, he appreciated his opinions, uh, but uh, it's very clear that he never completely trusted Henry Kissinger, otherwise he would not have told me that he preserved the tapes to protect himself uh, uh, later uh, against uh, Dr. Kissinger. Dr. Kissinger was extraordinarily temperamental. Uh, The first thing Kissinger wanted to do upon getting uh, control of the national security uh, apparatus was to cut State Department Secretary of State William P. Rogers out of all foreign policy decisions, which makes very little sense. Kissinger, uh, if you go back and look at the memoirs of Nixon, go back at the memoirs of his chief of staff, H.R. Uh, Bob Haldeman, Kissinger's great tactic was to threaten to resign. Mr. President, if you do that, I will be forced to resign. Nixon would generally always call his bluff and say, "Okay, Henry, there's the door. Help yourself. Uh, And of course, Kissinger, having gotten that power, was never going to really resign. Uh, I think the most disgraceful uh, piece of Kissinger's record has to do with the 1973 Yom Kippur War, Uh, very similar to what we saw in Israel on October 7th, There is a complete failure of Israeli intelligence, and the Israelis find themselves under attack Uh, from Syria and Egypt uh, on the eve of the Yom Kippur War. They are very quickly out of munitions. Literally, uh, Israel's back is to the sea. uh, And uh, Golda Meir, the uh, Prime Minister of Israel, puts out an emergency request to Richard Nixon uh, for an airdrop of lethal aid. Dr. Henry Kissinger uh, is vehemently opposed. Uh, The chief uh, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Uh, Admiral Thomas Moore is opposed. The entire State Department apparatus is opposed. Kissinger's argument uh, is uh, that uh, it will provoke the Russians. Uh, Nixon's attitude is it's the only democracy in the region, uh, and they're an ally, and their annihilation is near. So he gives Kissinger a direct order to airlift $37 million in lethal aid to the Israelis, functionally saving Israel from annihilation. Those who worked for Nixon knew that sometimes uh, if you waited him out, he would change his mind in terms of a major decision. This was a major decision. So Kissinger did nothing in terms of getting the aid airlifted to Israel. Uh, The following afternoon, according to the Watergate tapes. Uh, Nixon asks Kissinger whether the Israelis uh, have received the aid or when it will come. And Kissinger admits, well, we haven't even sent it yet. And Nixon asks him why. And Kissinger says, well, we can't decide what kind of plane to send it in. Nixon is very unhappy, calls uh, the chief of uh, the Joint Chiefs Chairman, Admiral Moore, and basically says, send anything that will fly. If that uh, aid is not in the air in the next two hours, he actually says, I'm going to come over there to the State Department and put my foot up your ass. Uh, that, of course, is a Watergate recording that never gets played. So uh, I, I want to get this exactly right. Uh, I re- saw this meme, which I thought was uh, terrific. Uh, when Golda Meir uh, appears directly to, uh, to um, let's see if I can find this. When she appeals directly to Kissinger, Uh, Kissinger says, Golda, you must remember, I'm an America first, I'm a secretary of state second, and thirdly, I'm a Jew. And she says, Henry, here in Israel, you have to remember, we read from right to left. Uh, This is The Stone Zone. I'm here with Troy Smith, the editor-in-chief of Rare.us, and we'll be right back to tell you a great deal more about the duplicitous
0: What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece my towels for only $29.98, or rejuvenate your bed with a my pillow mattress topper as low as $99.99, or how about my pillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone: duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Or get your very own MyPillow bedsheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Uh, You heard it
2: right there, folks. Uh, We're very proud to be sponsored by the great folks at MyPillow.com. And now, if you go to MyPillow.com and you use promo code STONE, uh, we have free shipping for your entire order. So from now to December 15th, I believe it is, uh, in uh, celebration of Christmas, you can do all your shopping uh, at uh, MyPillow.com, whether it is uh, the towel special that Mike Lindell just told you about, or the MyPillow dog beds, a big favorite uh, of ours, the pet blankets, the all-season slippers, the MyPillow sandals, uh, the revolutionary new MyPillow 2.0 with the unique cooling technology, uh, the men and women's bathrobes of the plushest, most luxurious ter- uh, terry cloth, uh, the six piece towel set that Mike was just talking about. All of these great products are available, and so much more please go to MyPillow.com, and when you do, use promo code STONE. You can also dial 1-800-544-8939 and phone in your order, but remember to use a promo code STONE when you do. All right, uh, we are going to continue here with uh, Troy Smith, editor uh, and uh, chief of Rare.us, To finish uh, where we were regarding the uh, Yom Kippur War of 1973, Nixon makes the unilateral decision to save 37 million dollars worth of lethal aid and literally saves uh, Israel from complete and total annihilation. Now, many people point to anti-Semitic comments uh, that, uh, that Nixon made in the White House tapes. It was Golda Meir who defended him by saying, a man should be judged not by his words, but by his deeds. Uh, Kissinger uh, is, uh, I I met Kissinger uh, numerous times, not back in the 60s, I was very, very junior in the Nixon entourage, but in Nixon's post-presidential years. Uh, And in 1980, uh, Kissinger, who had remained as Secretary of State under Gerald Ford. Remember, Nixon resigned as president. Uh, Vice President Spiro Agnew had previously resigned in a tax scandal. Uh, Nixon appointed Ford to the vice presidency. Ford was confirmed by the Senate. Uh, And then Nixon, threatened with impeachment, resigned the presidency, uh, promoting our first non-elected president ever Uh, Gerald Ford. Kissinger stayed on as the Secretary of State uh, for Ford. uh, And of course, uh, Ford uh, pursued uh, the uh, giveaway of the Panama Canal. Dr. Henry Kissinger was a major architect of that foreign policy disaster. Uh, When I was working for Governor Ronald Reagan, uh, Kissinger mounted an effort that would culminate uh, at the 1980 Republican National Convention uh, in Detroit, in which he tried to persuade Reagan, who had vanquished George H.W. Bush in the presidential primaries, uh, into taking uh, former President Gerald Ford uh, as his running mate. Uh, This was a major move by the Republican establishment to neuter the Reagan presidency before it began. Uh, And the proposal that Kissinger put on the table uh, was actually that Reagan as president would handle domestic affairs, but that Ford, meaning Kissinger, would be responsible for international and foreign affairs. Ronald Reagan, wise man that he was, declined this generous offer. Uh, It is uh, one of the greatest Uh, examples of Kissinger's duplicity. Uh, When Reagan was campaigning in 1980, uh, he was at the home of Lee and Alice Hanley, great friends of mine. Uh, Lee Hanley has gone on to his reward. Uh, Alice Hanley remains an active Christian and patriot. Uh, And uh, they were very brave people. Uh, They chaired the Reagan campaign in George Bush's hometown of Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, Kissinger wanted a meeting with Reagan, uh, but he did not want to be detected. I was told, as the relevant staffer, to uh, get Kissinger to the meeting uh, and to put it on the schedule, which I did. Uh, But I was also told not by Kissinger's people not to leak the meeting, which I immediately leaked to the media. Kissinger ran like a scalded dog. Uh, I would argue to you, uh, uh, Troy, that in the immediate uh, period after which Henry Kissinger leaves federal service, he becomes Red China's man in, in, in the United States. Kissinger and associates are filed uh, with foreign agent registration uh, 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 filings uh, as uh, representatives of the Red Chinese government. Uh, This is where I I think Kissinger does his greatest damage. It's in his post-governmental years. He has somehow dodged any responsibility for the mentality that created Watergate, as uh, I said uh, earlier. And essentially, he is a running dog lackey uh, of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, I know this, among other reasons, because prior to... uh, Chairman Xi's visit to President Donald Trump uh, at Mar-a-Lago, Henry Kissinger calls President Trump to urge him uh, to, uh, to approve what he knows will be a coming request from Chairman Xi uh, to deport uh, Miles Guo, uh, who is a, a self-styled Chinese dissident uh, in the United States but wanted uh, in China. Uh, This is advice that uh, Trump uh, does not move on. Uh, Guo uh, is much better known today uh, than he was at that time. But it's just an example of Kissinger carrying water for the Red Chinese. Uh, Kissinger, essentially, unlike Reagan, even unlike Nixon, uh, believed that the American century was over uh, uh, believed that it was inevitable that both the Chinese and the Russians uh, would, uh, would rocket ahead of the United States in terms of world uh, 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 influence, uh, and that uh, we had to make the best deal we could for ourselves uh, in order to survive. That's completely contrary to the view of Ronald Reagan. Remember, Reagan was famously asked uh, what his strategy was for the Cold War. He said, it's very simple. We win, they lose. Uh, Kissinger did not uh, did not share that view. Kissinger believed the rise of the Chinese uh, was inevitable. Uh, there is a a number of uh, leaked uh, conversations uh, and uh, uh, sealed speeches uh, in which Kissinger denigrates uh, those Americans who put their lives on the line in Vietnam uh, or in our other wars. Uh, he was uh, a very haughty uh, uh, aristocrat. Uh, it is uh, extraordinary uh, that he still has this sterling reputation, given uh, all of the duplicitous activities uh, that he was involved in. Let me sum up our discussion by of Henry Kissinger by just saying, I hope he has an asbestos jumpsuit, because where he's going, or where he is today, He's going to need it.
1: Well, and but, Roger, I think it's so important to highlight to people out there that, you know, uh, we're, we're looking at somebody who is very important as far as, you know, the way things have shaped out here. And when we look at the rise of Trump and we look at the political situation in this country today, uh, China's influence is, is, is maybe the most important issue, not just here, but around the world. And the fact that this guy was working on behalf of the chinese you know you know and i would question you know if if this is and and this is the thing roger read having read the memoirs especially about the trip to china um kissinger was was there before he was he was i mean this guy was literally like like there talking to all of their you know people like like he was there before even nixon got there so we're talking about somebody who has had ties to China for a long time, it kind of set up this rise of China. And if you want to know why the United States is in the position we're in today, we're not the strong country that we were, I think you look at the policies and the things pushed by Henry Kissinger and you feel like, well, that's pretty much, how we got here? <laughs> I mean, it, it's uh, it, it's pretty sad, and it, and I think it speaks to the danger of these people who sit in the back of the Republican establishment, and when there's a Republican president, they reemerge and they look for this power and they look for this influence. And like you said, he calls Trump about a uh, about Miles Guo and, and President Xi. I think that at the end of the day, when you're looking at what this guy represents, he represents a deep state. He represents a group of individuals that sit behind the politicians and, and, and kind of push policy to fit their own agendas, their own biases, and, and, and the, the only the, their own financial interest. And it's really, it speaks to the issue. If you really want to know why American politics have become, you know, so crazy and, and just so corrupt and, and you're looking at, it and, oh, we're bankrupting our country, it's because of people like Henry Kissinger who have taken that America first message and turned it into, like you said, let's just get what we can because it's not the American century anymore. We're moving on from that. Um, the American people are not moving on from that. We're not moving on from that. And I think Donald Trump represents the end of, the Henry Kissinger types, you know? That's that's how I look at it, at least.
2: Well, I must say, I still find it shocking that uh, the way Chairman Xi visits the United States, visits uh, San Francisco, uh, I still can't get my head around American uh, military service members carrying the red Chinese flag. No American flags evident along the motorcade route at all. Uh, obviously the immediate cleanup of San Francisco, uh, which goes from a dangerous shithole uh, to be a clean city. Uh, where did they What did they do with all those people? Where did they put them and are they going to come back? Uh, but what's even worse is Chairman G, a a man who shipped us the deadly Wuhan virus, uh, a man who is shipping millions of dollars worth of fentanyl into our country through our southern border. Uh, a man who is uh, whose government is stealing our uh, intellectual property and technology, a man who is uh, manipulating our currency, uh, a, a man who is uh, ordering the harassment of American-flagged vessels uh, on the high seas—something that would never be tolerated under a president Donald Trump—gets a standing ovation from the Fortune 500 and woke corporate leaders uh who attend this dinner in his honor uh in uh in uh, san francisco this would be like having a dinner honoring adolf hitler uh it makes no sense to me
1: uh and well, then when you roger,
2: look at go
1: ahead roger i just say remember hitler was the time person of the year so so this is something that's going on a lot of times. A lot of times, these awful dictators that are destroying the world, they're propped up by the world elites before they ultimately try to destroy the world. That's how this stuff works, and I think it's important for people to recognize that. For anyone who wants to look it up, time person of the year. You make a very good point. Uh, ambassador Joseph P. Kennedy, uh, John
2: Kennedy's father, ambassador to the court of St. James, kept arguing with Franklin Roosevelt that we should be getting into the war on Hitler's side. Uh, He was sacked as an ambassador as being too close to Hitler. Uh, This is the same political position of uh, of Edward, the eighth of England. Uh, But uh, to to digress here, Joe Biden tells us that he reached some agreement with Xi regarding curtailing uh, the flow of fentanyl into this country. Pardon me if I'm skeptical. Uh, I don't think you're going to see that whatsoever. Uh, The Chinese and I I have friends who do business in China. uh, The Chinese are laughing at us. They cannot believe that we are as stupid as we are because, among other things, we are allowing them to systematically buy up the United States. Not only are they buying prime farmland and ranch land and agricultural land, they're also buying ports, airports, bridges, tunnels, toll plazas uh, and other public facilities. Uh, They are deeply embedded in academia. They're deeply embedded in pharmaceuticals. Uh, I just like to know who was it sitting in the Bush White House who said, Mr. President, I've got a great idea. Let's let the Communist Chinese manufacture all of our most important drugs. Who would ever think that that was a great idea? But that is the reality today. Uh, and as you know, Troy, they're systematically uh, in Africa and in South America, buying up access to all of the most important trace minerals that are necessary uh, to build anything, to develop anything. Uh, my greatest fear uh, is seeing the weakness of the United States in the Middle East, where Joe Biden has some double game, where we're financing both sides of this war, where we're giving now another hundred billion that we're going to we're going to give to uh to iran uh we've already given a hundred million for humanitarian raid uh, aid to hamas pardon me if i don't believe that that's how it will be used uh we initially released six billion dollars what did we think they were going to do with that money meanwhile we seem to be restraining israel no you can't hit those targets no you can't use those weapons uh These these hostage negotiations, I'm glad to see the hostages who did get out, get out. But I believe there was one American. These people know what they're doing. So uh, I I think all of that projects a weakness that is provocative. Weakness is what provokes aggression. There is no way that the communist Chinese would have moved in any way on Taiwan under President Donald Trump because they feared what he would do. And he told them what he would do. Do that and I will hit you right in Peking. I'll hit you harder than you can imagine. Uh, And they didn't know whether he would really do it, but they thought there was some possibility he would do it. Uh, And uh, therefore, uh, I think uh, Taiwan was safe. Looking at the weakness uh, of of this administration in the Russian-Ukraine conflict, looking at our weakness uh, in the Middle East, Uh, This is provocative uh, to the Chinese. Uh, I wonder if Joe Biden raised the Wuhan virus in his conversations uh, with uh, Chairman Xi, or uh, you don't know what he what he raised. Uh, But uh, Henry Kissinger, as I said earlier, uh, was their agent right up until the day uh, he died. the other topic here that I really wanted to hit, I spoke to Alex Jones on this today. Uh, I was privileged to be on The Alex Jones Show, uh, which you'll be able to find uh, by going to ban.video, among other places, uh, is the coming wage wave of censorship. Uh, we have an election coming. Uh, and the only reason we lost the last election, uh, or I should say the only reason the last election was taken from us Uh, is because their control of the flow of information to voters. I had uh, Dr. Robert uh, Steinberg uh, on my, uh, pardon me, Dr. Uh, Robert Epstein uh, on my WABC radio show uh, uh, two weeks ago, I guess it was, a brilliant presentation on how Google is manipulating uh, the flow of uh, information to voters. Uh, Dr. Epstein estimates uh, that they may have affected the outcome of at least 16 million voters. There has been nothing done in place uh, to stop that. Uh, and then, uh, Troy, you were telling me uh, about some extraordinary efforts that you came across uh, to, uh, to begin to censor uh, information available to the voters. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, oh, Roger, it's important to uh, it's it's very important for the people out there to understand that this is my job. So I, I'm dealing with the flow of information, and I deal with that across many different platforms. So I'm looking at this every single day, and not only that, but I'm in communication with a lot of other people who do this, and they're not all political. And what they're telling me is that it was not only just us. Whether it's Google, whether it's uh, MSN, whether it's Smart News, whether it's any of these syndicates, um, Newsbreak, any of these groups. Uh, they're all kind of moving in concert. And we saw, you know, our our own ratings, we saw content about Joe Biden. Now, we weren't doing like a lot of long form stuff, but just videos showing Joe Biden on a day to day basis that we've even talked about on here, Roger, um, those, those would do extremely well. And what we noticed is that about a month, a, a month ago, it switched completely. And now all the headlines are pro-Biden. Now all the headlines are pro-abortion and anti-Trump. And we're going to get back into this after this break here, but there is a coordinated effort right now to stop people like me and you from telling the truth heading into this election because they know they can't win based on a legitimate process.
2: Uh, we're going to be right back with Troy Smith, the editor-in-chief of Rare.us to talk about The Biden administration's renewed efforts to control the information you get on the Internet. This is the Stone Zone. I'm Roger Stone. And
0: well, we will be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, my coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, mystore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence and this family owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate. Make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. and i'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products that's mystore.com it's my new platform for usa entrepreneurs please order now this is roger stone you know winston
2: churchill loved a good cigar so did jack kennedy mark twain and other notables whether you're an occasional cigar smoker or a regular cigar smoker you need to know about my patriot cigars These are premium handmade cigars out of Nicaragua made with 100% long filler tobacco aged at least three years to give you the best possible smoke. Go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use promo code STONE and you get 15% off. There's also free shipping for orders over $100. Every box of cigars comes with a $10 e-gift card for your next purchase. Yes, it's a premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. Go to MyPatriotCigars.com and don't forget to use the promo code STONE. There you have it, folks. Uh, The uh, MyPatriotCigars.com with a 25% off discount just for the holidays. These are really uh, premium long-leaf Nicaraguan cigars rolled on the thighs of Nicaraguan virgins, uh, and uh, the price is right. There are four different blends, four different complexities for every palate. If you're a cigar smoker, occasionally or regularly, you will love my Patriot cigars. So uh, order up for the holiday. Uh, We appreciate your patronage. I guarantee once you buy them once, uh, you will buy them again, 25% off. Uh, your base price today at My Patriot Cigars, as long as you remember to use the promo code STONE. Uh, all right, we are returning uh, with uh, Troy Smith, Editor-in-Chief uh, of Rare.com. Rare.com is a, inter- is a communications powerhouse. Uh, you were telling me how many impressions you had uh, just uh, in recent months Troy, you have bragging rights here. Tell us a little bit about how Rare.us is doing.
1: Well, Roger, I got to Rare in January uh, and I was hired as the editor of the politics side. And uh, when I got there, we were at 2 million hits. And I'm happy to report to you guys here that we did 31 million views uh, last month. Um, and, and our peak was around 2.5 to, 2, to 3 million in a day. Um, and, and, and you have to realize, Roger, when you're reaching that many people, things get hot in the kitchen really quick. And I think, you know, what our experience has been is, you know, you're, you're as you go up and as you ascend, more people are looking at you. And that's when we got hit with the CNN piece that you were kind enough to allow me to kind of rebut on the show and we talked about, you know, the targeted attack that was against Rare. And, you know, it's really difficult. I think most people don't understand that, you know, my job is to make, News. My job is to report the news, and I was doing that to a level that you know I think was pretty great, especially when we're talking 31 million uh, views, and we're we I mean 15 times what it was when I got there. So to know that the more effective you are in this field, the more uh, you know attacks you're going to face, the more people are going to try to silence you. Um, that's it, it. Really highlights the struggle we're in as a country because if I was some guy that was lying or repeating what I saw on ABC, CBS, NBC, I would be doing fine. Nobody would be coming after me, Um, but because I wanted to do something for this country and to show the people exactly what's happening and bring truth back to news, um, we're under attack. And I'm seeing this across the board. So I wanted to get into this. I think people need to understand that Google uh, all these places that are, are are responsible for bringing you your information, they are coordinating. I am told that there was a summit in Cabo, and I guess we're breaking this here on the Stone Zone. I was told that there was a summit in Cabo last month where CNN met with the New York Times and MSN and, uh, and NBC and many other news outlets where they were coordinating how to suppress information heading into the 2024 election. And it was out of this meeting that Rare actually got banned and, and, and others. And I happen to think, you know, it might have something to do, you know, Roger, who was at your house when the FBI came knocking before the FBI got there? It was CNN. We know that CNN is on you uh, like flies on uh, you know what. So I wouldn't be surprised if they looked at these shows and said, oh, we got to take this guy down. But you know, uh, across the board, people are telling me, hey, the algorithms are changing so quickly, we don't know what to produce. And what's getting elevated is all of this stuff about the Trump trials, and it has to be covered in a certain way. Um, and at Rare Roger, I don't care what they do to me. I don't care what they post about me. I don't care what, what they put up on CNN, what Jim Acosta says. We're going to keep telling the truth it's not so much at this point about maximizing this maximizing that at this point it's about telling the truth and that's what the audience has to understand um there's a lot of people in this business the second msn said hey you know we're having problems with you we're going to silence you um they would have backed out they would have said oh please don't do that that's not what we're doing. We're pursuing this and saying, MSN, you will not cancel us because CNN lied about us. And if you do, we're gonna hold you accountable. And for anybody out there that wants to cancel Rare, um, I think the, the, the lawsuit by Elon Musk against Media Matters, it's a great start. I think that we're we're going to take action here if we continue to be suppressed for not doing anything wrong. Keep in mind, Roger, what we're being told is, oh, well, we have editorial guidelines. My content was on the top of MSN.com for the last six months, garnering millions and millions of views, exemplary following of the rules, exemplary following of the editorial guidelines. What they did was they changed the editorial guidelines and then say, oh, well, in retrospect, These articles didn't pass our new standards. So because of that, we're gonna punish you. It's a pretty transparent thing, Roger, when they do something like this, it's pretty transparently just about stopping me from being able to reach millions of people. And I think, you know, being on the stone zone and talking about that, you're somebody who has been experiencing that your entire life. So you can pretty much relate to what's going on here. You had a
2: terrific piece yesterday uh, in which you exposed uh, a fraudulent claim that I had disparaged uh, First Lady of Florida Casey DeSantis using uh, a crude four-letter word, which, as you know, I never actually said. This was a confection. This was a, a canard, a hoax, a projection—simply not true. Uh, and you documented that pretty well. I notice, however, that the original story by Mediate, owned by uh, the odious. Uh, 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 tell me his name, uh, Dan Abrams, Dan Abrams, formerly of NSNBC, by the way, you can always tell when Dan Abrams is lying, his lips are moving, uh, claimed otherwise. But that story, it was widely syndicated, uh, by one of the same companies that syndicates rare.us. So let me guarantee you this, put up a story that criticizes Donald Trump and you'll have no problem with the syndicators. Put up a story that praises or covers for Joe Biden and his epic crackhead criminal son, you'll have no problem whatsoever with the censors. Uh, But if you dare to tell the truth, uh, you know, woe be unto you. Uh, My friend Alex Jones is correct. We are in an information war. Uh, And uh, I don't think they're going to be able to get away with the censorship. Uh, Let's put it this way. Despite all of the crap that they have laid on President Donald Trump in the Florida documents matter, in which he can do anything with the documents he wants under a law, under a court decision by by Judge Amy Berman Jackson, who was the trial judge in my case. She ruled that Bill Clinton can do anything with presidential documents he wants. Why is there a different rule for Donald Trump uh, or this ridiculous action that is falling apart by uh, Fannie Wills? No, guess what, Fannie? You know, it's going to get proven in your courtroom that Trump carried Georgia. That's what's going to get proven. Uh, and if, if if it isn't proven on, on the initial trial, it will be proven on appeal. That case is falling apart. Hey, Fulton County, there's 140,000 ballots that are questionable. The Georgia Supreme Court has ordered you to turn them over but you don't do so. All right. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Let me thank uh, my uh, good friend and my favorite co-host, Troy Smith of rare.us. Go by stonezone.com, folks, and subscribe today. It's absolutely free. You can see all of our great broadcasts here. Our radio broadcasts get all of our great products. Until tomorrow, God bless you and Godspeed.